I think that, you know, it's worth pointing out that, yeah, atomic design as a methodology is simply for user interfaces. So, you know, so long as user interfaces will be around, atomic design can be applied to those user interfaces. So it's meant to be a bit of project or technology agnostic way to think about, you know, how we build our UIs. Date, November 2016, episode 145. In this episode, web designer and author Brad Frost talks about his book Atomic Design. Brad explains his take on design patterns and how atoms, molecules, organisms, templates and pages can be used to form a modern design system. What made you write Atomic Design? Atomic Design has been sort of something I've been kicking around in my head for quite some time now. Basically, I sort of rose up through the uh, sort of responsive design scene uh, sort of at its core and so or at, its, at its very sort of beginnings, I guess. And um, I was working with a bunch of different teams at the agency I used to work with, RGA in New York City. And different teams would come at me with a, a bunch of different questions. They'd say, Brad, you know, how do we... How do we do responsive breadcrumbs? Or how do we do responsive navigation? Or how do we do this carousel or tabs or accordions or whatever? And that sort of led to a project uh, called This is Responsive, uh, which is a, a collection of uh, responsive design patterns and, and resources for to help people make better responsive web experiences and so basically yeah that whole project was about like documenting all the sort of different patterns uh, that you could apply to, to various parts of the UI and so so that was sort of the beginnings of sort of thinking about things in terms of uh, you know sort of more components rather than you know we need to make this whole web page responsive but yeah so as I sort of got into it more and started doing projects and went out on my own we were working on a project uh, to redesign uh, the web website uh, techcrunch.com that was sort of the first time that I, I sort of you know brought in this sort of atomic design metaphor for creating a more sort of thoughtful deliberate design system and so what atomic design is is sort of five distinct stages that all work together concurrently to create a UI design system. So those things are sort of, you know, atoms are sort of the basic building blocks of the entire interface, right? So basic HTML tags, right? Things like uh, a label, an input, a button, uh, things that can't be broken down any further without ceasing to be useful. So so basically all of our, you know, all the complexity of the web, all the complexity of our, of our interfaces can be broken down to this finite set of UI elements, right? The same way that in nature, right, all the complexity in the known universe can be broken down into these sort of, you know, this finite set of atomic elements. So that's sort of, you know, that is where the inspiration came from, sort of coming back to high school chemistry <laughs> a little bit. So the, the sort of most blown apart stage are these atoms, right? And then those atoms sort of combine together uh, to form relatively simple molecules, right? So these relatively simple components that, you know, like a form field, right? And a form field might be, you know, a, a label, an input field, 
and then uh, maybe some like helper text or something, some instruction text for, for that particular field. So that like sort of functions as its own sort of standalone unit, right? And anywhere you need to include a field, you can include that sort of field molecule. But the basic gist of it is, is that we have these components, but where atomic design sort of came into play was was because you know basically everybody would just call something a component or a module or something like that and while that's sort of technically true i feel i felt like there was some room to sort of go a little further with it so that's what sort of what i'm doing with atomic design is sort of breaking these things out a little bit more into uh, sort of these discrete stages that allow people allow teams to sort of talk about how you arrive at your final ui so yeah, so uh, that's the molecule stage is these sort of simple components. And then those simple components combine together to form what I call organisms, which are, you know, relatively complex components, right? So a, a header of a website is a good example of this, right? So a header organism might be comprised of, you know, a logo, a primary, primary navigation molecule, search form molecule, right? So it itself is a component, but it's comprised of smaller components components inside of it. So the idea is that so now you have these uh, relatively complex components and then at the next stage we go into the template stage which is basically taking those organisms right taking those relatively complex components and then applying those to a page layout. So now you sort of t see you know a, a web page starting to take shape but the big thing with the template level is that what we're trying to do is focus on the underlying sort of content skeleton underneath uh, sort of say a home page or a checkout page or something like that it's like what is the content what is what are the dimensions of the images what are the the character lengths of the headlines and things like that and then finally at the the, the fifth and sort of most complete stage is the 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 page stage. And that's where we sort of take those templates and pour real content inside of them. So in the case of like a homepage, right, you might have a big hero unit with like a big splashy full screen image. Um, and at the template stage, that might just be sort of a grayscale sort of placeholder image that just shows like, here's how big that hero image is. But then at the page stage, you actually pour in a real image that you might use in your actual design. So these five stages, atoms, molecules, organisms, templates, and pages, all sort of happen at the same time. They're all, they're all being crafted sort of concurrently. You're simultaneously building the whole project, which is the page. That's ultimately what your users are going to, to interact with. But at the same time, you're creating the parts of that whole, right? You're creating the stuff that makes up the final UI. Which stage is the most difficult for you to work in? It sort of all bleeds together. Again, it's like sort of, you know, one doesn't necessarily take precedence and, and it's not like you start with buttons or you start with pages or whatever, you're sort of creating this stuff at the same time. So I'd say that like, it's not really a matter of like difficulty so much as it is about just sort of being thoughtful with like how you're actually 
creating your UI, right? It's like if, you, if you're calling something, you know, if there's a discrete sort of section of the site that's sort of got a lot of stuff going on, it's like, well, maybe that's an organism, right? Because even though it's relatively complex, maybe we could reuse that same sort of pattern, that same component in different parts of the site or something. There is a bit of like a, a learning curve, I, I, I'll say. I've heard from a lot of people that say, oh, we're trying to figure out like, is this a molecule? Is this an organism? Organism? Is this, you know, like, where does this live in the spectrum of atomic design? And my advice is often like, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't sort of think too hard about this. Like, don't, don't lose sleep over trying to figure out like, where you want to put this thing, you know, so long as you're thinking about things in sort of a more component driven way and sort of pattern based approach. That's great. That's, that's exactly what we're trying to accomplish with this. It sounds like it's a constant refactoring process where you have five boxes to put stuff into. Yeah, so yes. Yeah, so the idea is, you know, you might have a component, right? Let's say you're working on an e-commerce site, right? And you sell dresses and uh, shoes and jeans and some other stuff, right? So you might use the same sort of you know, product tile pattern, for example, right? Just like a little thumbnail of the image, uh, thumbnail of the product, the title of the product, and the price of the product. And all that's sort of wrapped up in a link, right? That will link you through to the particular product detail page. You know, you're using this one pattern in a bunch of different places, right? Shoes, dresses, jeans, and so on. And you have to have some some considerations and stuff around each different product type, right? So like what happens whenever, you know, you're displaying shoes versus jeans, right? Well, maybe maybe the, the sort of image size is a bit different and that pattern needs to be able to accommodate uh, different image sizes. Or what happens if the title of the product wraps on to three lines versus one line or something like that? What happens if the product is on sale and you need to sort of, you know, show that in the pattern. So what ends up happening is that you sort of include these patterns wherever you need them, right? And then at that sort of page stage, you're able to sort of test out variations of a particular template, right? Of a particular pattern. You sort of pour real stuff into it and see whether or not that pattern holds up. And if it doesn't hold up, then yeah, you're totally right. You have to go through and you have to refactor it a bit. You have to sort of shimmy it around to make sure that it's uh, solving the need that you need it to do. So yeah, so that's why I like this approach so much is that it gives you the opportunity to sort of simultaneously see things put together with real content put inside of it, but also sort of step into those individual patterns and like redesign them or re refactor them or, or, or add things or subtract things like based on the use cases that they're being applied to. 